Two San Diegans have created a new app for travelers living a nomadic lifestyle in vans. The movement is known as hashtag van life on Instagram, and fittingly the app is named the same thing. Van Life both serves as a social media platform for van lifers and provides much-needed information about where vans can safely and legally camp. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Brittany Byling, you cover startups for the Union-Tribune, and recently you had a story about people who live in vans and this new app that helps connect them with others. What is this app? So it's called the Van Life app, and uh, basically, right now, the features on the app let people find, like you know, bath- like public bathrooms or campsites where they can uh, park or they can park their vans legally, um, and that also allows Van Life people to uh, find each other. So this is kind of a nomadic group of people who often don't know anyone in the in the area, and they get lonely and they kind of want to have meetups, so they can find like other groups of van lifers and meet up and do a bonfire, whatever, hang out. This is something, you know, I've heard of people having RVs and going on trips and things like that, but I didn't realize this was a whole kind of subset of people. Who are these people and how many people are these van lifers? Well, you know, something that I didn't really get to in my story just because of the the length issue was that um, this is this very varied group of people. Hmm. Sometimes it's actually people who are homeless and they're living out of vans out of necessity. And that's something I hadn't really touched on. Um, and that's because the whole movement, the van life movement, got big on social media, on Instagram. And that group of people are very different. <laughs> you know, they, mm-hmm. they're often um, young, kind of, you know, I kind of make the assumption privileged people who are doing um, van life so that they can kind of take a year off after college and they can travel the world. And so often, you know, I hear these stories of people who live with their parents and they save up money so that they can convert a Mercedes Sprinter van and then they go travel. So um, that's that's often what I'm seeing, but it's a varied group. Sometimes it's um, millennials or younger who, like, they have student loans and they can't afford to rent or buy a house. And so they get vans because that's the one place that they can afford to live. So it's, it's a mix. Mm-hmm. And does the app cater towards one certain group or the other, or is it kind of aimed at those with means? Um, you know, I think it's kind of for everyone, because one of the biggest challenges to van life is finding a place to park your vehicle uh, legally. And so what we see is a lot of van lifers are, are doing this illegally. And they call it kind of stealth camping or stealth parking. They just find a spot where they can kind of roll down the shades of their van and make it look like an unoccupied vehicle. And then have to hunker down for the night. Mm -hmm. And so it's like a constant stressor when you're on the road on a really long road trip and there's nowhere you're allowed to be. So this app helps them find a place where it's legal for them to park and camp overnight. And no matter if you're someone who's a shelterless individual or you're a young person traveling, that's a shared problem. Certainly. And there was that issue about a year ago about allowing homeless people to sleep in their cars. So that is an ongoing problem in San Diego. But going back to the app itself, why don't you go back to its creation and kind of the goals of what the founders set up to make? I think that primarily what what happened was uh, the women who, who founded the app were both Instagram influencers themselves. They had gotten really big followings and they didn't know each other yet. They only knew each other through, you know, social media. And they they both had experienced kind of similar things, which is that uh, it's difficult to find a place to park and it's difficult to find community. And so both of them have 
kind of histories where they were working in communications. Um, and, and having community was really important to both of them. And so the, the goal behind the app was to solve problems for people like themselves and, and find uh, community uh, even when you're on the road. So uh, do you have a sense about how many people are currently using the app? Um, we know that the app has been downloaded about 15,000 times. Um, we don't have an ex- you know, a sense of exactly how many of those users are, uh, are active. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And are there any organizations or major funders that have really gotten this app to the point where you know, it has a user base? Um, interestingly, it got the user base before get, attracting any funding or, mm-hmm. um, or any, any, any other attention, really. Um, but they, the company recently got in the Techstars Anywhere Accelerator, which is um, it's a startup accelerator for, uh, for, for tech companies. But the Anywhere program is for ones that these companies can be based anywhere, whereas other Techstars programs, you have to actually move to a city like San Francisco to be part of a three-month program. Mm-hmm. It's very competitive. It's, it's difficult to get into Techstars. And this, this group, which is, I think they only employ like six people, is still very small, still um, in its infancy. They got into the Techstars program. And so one of the things that the, the leader of that program told me was he was super impressed that they had this massive following on their own without having any paid advertising or any budget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it helps if you're you're making a product and your your product base is already in need. That's kind of the, the perfect way of starting something new. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, are there any plans for growth or that they were willing to share? Like, what do you have a sense of what's next for this company? Um, there's some features that they want to to build out. Um, Right now, a lot of the, the content as far as like, hey, where can I park my van, is, that's generated by the users themselves. Mm-hmm. So you just have, you know, John finds a spot and they're like, oh, I can camp here and he will kind of upload that information to the app. Um, there's other ways to get that information and, and one of the best is getting the, um, the APIs from government websites that have directories of public land and then integrating all that information about that site into the app. And so... They're building out that uh, technology right now so that they can imp- kind of port over that information. And they're also going to be working on the, um, the user experience side so that, you know, when you open the app, it just looks a little bit better and it's a little mm-hmm. easier to use. Because right now, the app is, is pretty flawed. It's slow and, and it has some really, you know, poor reviews from the people who've downloaded it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense when you're kind of building something new. And also, when it's user-generated, it's kind of like hit or miss. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's amazing information. Sometimes it's just straight up false. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it also goes it also makes sense that, you know, this kind of information is also fluid because sometimes, you know, cities, states change laws. What was a place to camp months ago could change. So uh, there is a need for, you know, kind of updated information, mm-hmm. but how do you get that from all those sources? I don't know. Yeah, that's something I found interesting is like the van life movement. This is kind of a niche audience, right? But there are a lot of people who just want to know this kind of information just to go camping, you know, Mm -hmm. families or people who are interested in the outdoors. And I've been one of those people myself, and it's actually very difficult to find information about public campgrounds. A lot of them are like first come, first serve, and you can't get a hold of anyone when you call. And for a lot of people who are camping, they need to know details like, is this campsite in a place with self-service? Because we have a lot of people who work remotely, and they need to know that beforehand. So Mm -hmm. right now, I think there's actually a pretty big audience of people who would use this app. So um, in this story, did you manage to reach anyone who is a hashtag van lifer? <laughs> actually, I didn't feel the need to reach out because um, my brother actually uh, was a van lifer for several years. 
And so I kind of had this up-close view of the challenges that someone in that um, choosing that lifestyle goes through. And right off the bat, when I heard about the idea for the app, I thought, okay, this is solving some major challenges for this group of people. And I remember several stories that my brother had about kind of the fear of not being able to find a place to park uh, the van. And it's kind of this ever-present issue. I think that the if the company got developed enough, that that would be such a valuable uh, resource that people would pay for it. All right. Brittany Myling, thank you so much. Thank you. In other news, the first group of evacuees from Wuhan, China, have left Myanmar. They were held as part of a coronavirus quarantine. The CDC said in a short statement that all but one of the 167 people who arrived from Wuhan, China on February 3rd will depart from home Tuesday. One person on those first two flights tested positive for COVID-19 infection and remains in a UC San Diego health hospital as does a second who arrived on another flight that landed at Miramar on February 5th. There were an additional 65 people on that later flight, and all who passed health checks later this week are expected to depart, ending the current federal quarantine at Miramar. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekdays at 5 p.m. On weekday mornings, you can also hear a quick rundown of local weather and headlines. Just tell your smart speaker to launch the San Diego Union Tribune. You can also get the Flash Briefing as a podcast. For a full listing of our audio offerings, go to unitube.com slash podcasts. Until next time.